0: I believe the Word of God and there is a supernatural peace available for you today. Amen. I want to go through six thoughts really quickly around how I believe we live in this supernatural peace and and what this Scripture is telling us today. The first thing the Scripture tells us is this. Don't worry. It says, don't be anxious or don't worry about anything. Now that anything word is amazing there because it's saying, don't be anxious about anything. You know, there's an old quote that I heard many years ago. I don't exactly remember where it comes from, but it says this, worry is like a rocking chair. Gives you something to do for a while, just doesn't get you anywhere. Or worrying makes you really experience that thing you're worrying about, either once that you didn't have to experience, or you just have to experience it twice as well. Like, for example, and I haven't even told my wife this story. It says so could be problematic, but I have a six-month-old little baby boy, right? And they're they're quite sensitive to things, and you have to like um, you have to boil everything, like the passive, you put in the thing, and if it's a spoon, you got to put boiling water on to make sure there's no germs on it. And they have these little spoons. And I remember I was doing the dishes and I was cooking chicken, so I was like rinsing off raw chicken onto this stuff. And we put it in the dishwasher and this is supposed to go on. And the next morning I'm there, and I'm, I, I need to feed him. So I go to the dishwasher and it looks pretty clean. So i pull out the spoon and I, I start feeding my little baby boy out of this thing. And I'm like, he's a really good eater, which is wonderful. And and as I'm doing it, I start to think, is that dishwasher clean? Because I'm like, I, I know that I like rinsed raw chicken stuff. Like that's bad. If you don't cook, it, raw chicken is not good for anyone to consume. Okay, just. And I'm like, man, did I? Is that clean? And so I sort of like feeding him, and then I'm like, I just better go check. I'm like, ah, no, it'll be alright. I'm sure it was clean. And we're almost done. Then honestly, my brain went, even if I'm almost done anyway, I may as well finish. So we kind of finished the little little food there. and I, I kind of get up to rinse and I just open this washer and I'm like, oh no. Like I just looked a little bit closer. And it was not clean. So now my brain starts going, oh my gosh, my six-month-old's gonna get salmonella poisoning. And I started to feel like sick and like, I don't want a, my six-month-old to be poisoned by me. And so I'm sitting there, I'm actually getting quite worried. I'm like, oh my word. And I started to think about the consequences and I caught myself and I was like, why am I worrying? If I worry right now, it will not change one thing. So rather, let me not feel anxious about my salmonella poison child now. Let me just wait till it happens. <laughs> or doesn't happen. There's no point in me experiencing it twice, you know. The book, of, the book of Matthew, chapter six, twenty-six says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. This is also a wonderful um, scripture for those who prefer animals over people. Um, Are you not more valuable than they? God says we're more valuable than birds. Just clarifying some things, okay? I think we should look after the animals. Just careful not to put your preference on animals over people. It's a real, oh no, now no, I've lost everyone. <laughs> Aren't you more valuable than they? Jesus speaking, He says, Can any one of you, by worrying, at a single hour to your life? Worrying doesn't do anything for you. Like I said, you're either gonna experience it one time that you wouldn't have anyway, or you're gonna have to go through it twice, so you may as well not worry. Jesus, uh, Paul says in the Philippians, don't worry about anything. But he says to do something. Number two is this. He says, but pray about everything. So number two is this. Talk to God. Come to Him. Don't worry about it. The, to, to be a peaceful pe- person, to be a hopeful person is not to deny that crazy things happen. It's not to deny uh, that you feel anxious. That's, that's insane to deny how you feel. It's to realise there's a way out of it. Yeah. It's like if you have a diagnosis of diabetes, there's no point saying, well, I don't have diabetes because you do have diabetes. We just serve a God who's superior to the natural realm. So it's not like we wanna, he's saying, like, don't worry about it. I, I know stuff's gonna come up. I know that COVID's gonna happen. I know this is gonna happen. Don't worry about anything. Bring it to me. Talk to God about it, guys. You know, in life, I've learned something that most misunderstandings are resolved through a simple form of, of life, of a thing called communication. Like normally if there's a misunderstanding, if you just go and talk to that person, it normally resolves itself and it's not what you thought it was or it is what you thought it was and now you know it's what you thought it was instead of guessing what you thought it was. But most things are resolved by a simple form of communication. It's the same with God. Most things are resolved when you just chat to God about it and say, God, help me out. You know, when I, when I pray, I, I wanna give you something practical that I, that I do. When I pray, I've often thought, man, how, am I, how do I pray? Like the basics of it is like, just start talking to God. He'll, He'll, He'll help you through that. But I pray like this in the book of Psalms, 103, uh, 100 verse three, it says, know that the Lord, He is God and He is who made us and not we ourselves. First, it's important to recognize you didn't make yourself. Verse four says this, enter into His gates with thanksgiving and enter in His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. When I pray, almost every time, I like to position myself in a place of thanksgiving. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. I come and I say, God, thank You for my life. Thank You that I live in a country where I'm safe. Thank You for my, I find the things in my life I can be thankful for. There are sometimes things in my life that I'm not thankful for. I don't focus on those ones because that wouldn't be thanksgiving. I'm thankful that I have a child who survived salmonella poisoning God. I'm thankful that I like, I made it. I find I'm thankful God. I thank Him. And then it says, enter His... Courts with praise, I go from thanking Him. This is just in my heart or, or even verbally when I'm on my own. I start saying, God, You're amazing. You are a good God. You are faithful. You are for me. You are a promise keeper. And I begin to bring praise upon His name. Great are You, God. Our Father in heaven, great is Your name. Your kingdom come when we position ourselves to realise He is God of the universe, He made me, I didn't make myself, I come into His gates with thanksgiving and I thank Him. It positions you to not focus on the problem and I begin to focus on the answer, His name is Jesus. You see, because if I can be quite frank, anxiety or worry is misplaced trust. Because when you understand that if God is for you, then who could be against you? then the problem's in front of us. Are you trusting that the problem is going to have more power over your life than the person of Jesus? And I I don't wanna oversimplify it, but I kinda do wanna oversimplify it. Like, come to God. Don't worry about anything. But in every situation, with prayer and supplication and petition and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. God, I need help. God, I'm fearful. Or God, this situation is horrible. Or Find a place to talk to God. Then number three is this. Then comes the peace. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse seven says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and guard your mind. Problem here. Look at the problem. Don't worry about the problem. Come, take it to Jesus. Talk to God. Position yourself in a place of thanksgiving. And then the peace of God begins to come. Then when you take your your eyes off your problem, it's not that the problem's not there. We just fix our gaze to a different place. Then it says the peace of God will come. And that peace is superior to the natural realm. It's superior to human understanding. If you find, this is kind of how humanity works. You'll find yourself chaos all around you. And people come and they say like, hey man, how are you? Like, you know, this this thing's horrible, what I'm going through, but I'm actually okay. They're like, come on, man, how are you really? Like, people want you to be miserable. I don't know why that is. Like when I had my first child, she's been a real breeze. Everyone's like, you just wait till number two. Like, what is it in humanity that's like, wants to set you up for hectic chaos? Like, I'm not just, every time someone's like, oh, how's your child? I'm like, yeah, she's actually really good. No problems, complication free. Like, you know, has her moments, but she's like, you just wait. (laughs) So like, number two's come and he's like, even easier. Like, he's a breeze. He's like, so easy. And then you're like, like, how's how's having two? Like, pretty bad. And like, it's actually been potentially almost easy. I don't know how that works, but it's been great. You wait. You wait till three. It's the same thing. It's like, man, I'm actually feeling like it's horrible what I'm going through and my family's going through, but I feel, I feel like God's given me a real peace to endure this. And you get people who are like, yeah, how are you really? But then you also have to be careful to not uh, undermine the peace of God, the supernatural peace of God in your heart. Because you're like, you know, even talking to someone the other day, they're like, yeah, I'm, it's been pretty well, but I have like this peace. They're like, But I know my time will come. And I'm like, well, maybe it won't. Maybe there's a supernatural peace that surpasses understanding. Maybe we serve a God that when, when, when Daniel was in the lion's dead could give him peace. Maybe we serve a God that a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a fire. Like these are real stories. They were in a furnace. And it says they stood there just like, what's up? Like that's hectic. Maybe we serve a God who is greater than our problems. Maybe we serve a God that is for us. Maybe we serve a God that saw broken, depraved humanity and sent Jesus to come and liberate us from our pain, from our sin, our shame. Maybe, just maybe, the Bible rings true. It doesn't mean everything's gonna be perfect and easy. It means we have a supernatural peace that surpasses the wisdom of the world. Another thing I like about it is that it's a supernatural peace that protects your heart. It guards your heart. It says, and then the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a protecting peace. It's a peace that comes in when someone's ripping you off, when you're when when your partner has cheated on you and they've just ripped every bit of trust you have out of you like that's and there's this peace that comes and it guards your heart stops your heart from getting hard it can stop your mind from getting cynical it's a supernatural peace uh, this is the stuff that's available to us and if we don't know it's available then we'll just subject ourselves to the immediate emotions we're feeling Rather than recognising, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, bring it to God and there's gonna be a supernatural peace that guards your heart and guards your mind. And the last thought is this. It's a superior peace in the process. Because it says, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Jesus, it doesn't say, and then the peace of God will come once you have your breakthrough. It doesn't say, and then the peace of God comes when you get your miracle. It doesn't even talk about the breakthrough, or the miracle, or the redemption, or the restoration. Like I, some of you might know, I had a really hectic marriage in the beginning. Nine months in, separated for a year and a half. After a year and a half then three months of trying to make it work, then eventually we had a breakthrough. What I didn't realise back then is that whole year and a half, I could have had a peace that surpasses understanding. There's a superior peace while we're waiting and believe me friends, I, if you've heard me preach once before, you'll know, I'm like God, miracle, media, Like I'm an instant miracle guy. And I've seen instant miracles. I've seen crooked noses straighten in front of my eyes. I've seen metal rods disappear out of elbows in front of my eyes. I've seen the instant miraculous power of God. But unfortunately for me, that doesn't always happen as quickly as I would like. When I share my marriage testimony, you can watch it, it's on YouTube. I get messages constantly like, oh my gosh, please like, I've been trying to get a restoration. I'm trying this. And, I'm, and it's really hard for me to answer because I don't have like a 10-step program for you to fix your thing. I have like, there's a peace that surpasses understanding. Hold on to hope. Hold on to Jesus. And the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ. Jesus, because the truth is, we may not always see the exact breakthrough we're looking for, but I know something else that we have a supernatural peace. You can, if you have peace with God, you can walk through a living hell and still be okay. Maintaining that peace comes through what you set your gaze upon. What are you feeding on? You know, like the world, when you go through a breakup, it's like, here, here's this like love track and you listen to all those songs about love songs. You just like make yourself even more miserable. Like I remember when I was struggling in in my dating life and Adele would come out and like, you know, you guys have listened to Adele? If you're in a breakup, don't listen to Adele. That's a bad idea. like resonates with everyone in every situation of some kind of breakup. Like, put Adele in the fire for goodness sake. It says, oh, Guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, Finally, brothers, this won't be up there because I didn't tell them I was going to read it. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the peace of God will be with you. That supernatural peace, there's a responsibility on your end and that's to set your gaze upon the one who gives it to you. Because ultimately, worry, fear, anxiety, It's misplaced trust. It's trusting your circumstance above His Name. It's trusting your immediate situation and your emotions above His Word. It's focusing on the chaos of the world around us without levelling out in the truth of the Gospel. There's a supernatural peace that surpasses understanding and it will guard your heart and guide your mind in Christ Jesus.